I'm Sam Slater from Fun Calibre and it's the Investing on the Go podcast. After a year like 2020, it seems almost foolish to try and guess what 2021 is going to be like, but we thought we'd have a go. So today I've been joined by Darius McDermott, who's going to give us his views by playing an investment version of Would You Rather? So Darius, to kick it off, would you rather be risk on or risk off in 2021? A um, really good question to start off. Thanks, Sam. I think broadly, I'd veer on the side of positive for 2021. Uh, there's been some good news recently with the approval of the Pfizer vaccine, and there are two more that we're expecting approval in the next in the next couple of weeks. Really, uh, as we end 2020, we have the Brexit headlines still going on. Will we? Won't we? But one way or the other, in 2021, that's going to be done either with a deal or without a deal. And the US election looks like it's coming to a conclusion a month after the vote. So you would think that those broadly all look like positive indicators for 2021. The other thing I think which we've learned is not to fight the Fed. Uh, The US and global central banks have pumped so much money into the system and that will continue into 2021. So that looks positive um, for, for, for risk assets. I think we need to be wary of the continued um, havoc caused by vaccines. The whole global population is going to be vaccinated um, in the first part or any part of 2021, I wouldn't guess. The printing of money that I discussed has left huge mountains of debt. There's definitely going to be recession and, and greater unemployment. So you know, it's a bit of a, a balancing act. But with low GDP in 2020, uh, an increase in growth in 2021, and vaccine and sort of government and fiscal and financial support, I would expect it to be a, a, a solid risk on year for, for both equity and bond assets. And thinking about that risk on, would you rather invest in developed or emerging economies then? Well, the two big positive stock markets in 2020 have been one developed and one emerging. So it's it's been the story of technology. US been the dominant developed market and China, the the dominant emerging market. Uh, The other thing, and it's now becoming a bit consensus, which tends to worry me, but the US dollar has been weak and is forecast to stay weak. That is always broadly positive for Asia and emerging markets as capital flows into those markets. I think there should be calmer relationships between US and China. That should help. Also, whilst the pandemic may have begun in Asia, they also dealt with it probably better than developed markets have. They don't appear to be having the second waves and lockdowns that we are having in Europe uh, and you know, developed markets today. So I think if you add those up, I, I would tilt towards Asia being a favoured market uh, and emerging markets, overdeveloped markets for 2021. And what kind of funds might you consider there then? Well, I think, again, a really good question. There's been a huge pressure on dividends. Uh, particularly in developed markets where dividends are more um, ingrained in the culture. So I think something like Guinness Global Emerging Market Income might be an interesting diversifier uh, for income investors. Fidelity Asia Pacific Opportunities uh, is just a broad Asian fund uh, with experienced manager 
and an excellent past performance. And the most unloved market, I think, out there is our own home market. And if that were to have any form of mean virtual reversion following Brexit, something like Axel Framlington UK Midcap, where you get that more domestic exposure, could be an interesting fun pick uh, for the year ahead. And thinking more about companies themselves, would you rather invest in large caps or small caps? So, historic, generally, we would always say small caps for the long term. And in the last couple of years, particularly in those two big markets that we just touched on in the last answer, US um, and Asia, US large cap has dramatically outperformed mid cap. And in Asia, uh, it's the same thing with the handful of big tech stocks, which were winners pre-COVID, but have gone on to continue to win because of COVID. So well-versed, but the big US tech and the big Chinese tech have so dominated their own markets that smaller caps have underperformed. And because of less research in small cap areas, it's an area we always think where good active managers can be outstanding and find those next big companies. So long-term, always smaller companies for us, whilst I admit that that's not been the correct answer um, in those two dominant markets for the last few years. And perhaps you could mention there are a couple of the elite rated smaller companies funds that might fit the bill. Yeah, so there's not many what we generally mean global smaller companies funds. Um, A really top performing franchise is the Aberdeen Standard Investments Global Smaller Companies Fund. Um, That's run out of Harry Nimmo's team. He's one of the most experienced small cap managers we have in the UK, but he's brought broadened his his team's products into globe so global smaller companies so it's not a new product um, if we are looking and back into the emerging markets her, federated hermes have a uh, long-standing top performing global american mar- emerging market franchise and a couple of years ago they launched a global emerging market small and mid-sized companies called smid equity and we think that is a really good opportunity for looking for um, those next winners in the emerging market, um, in the emerging market regions. And then I suppose the million dollar question for everybody at the moment, would you rather invest in growth or value? Well, I think if we all knew the answer to that, we would have all maybe been millionaires. It's the landscape has been so totally dominated by growth and growth companies, particularly tech say it's coming back for me it's not so much about value or growth it's have you had tech or haven't you had tech and if you've been invested in those tech areas then you wouldn't imagine in a year where the world was taken over by a pandemic but some global and u.s funds have returned 100 percent in 2020 which is astonishing but i can tell you they've been totally focused in the technology areas um in my mind most investors are full of growth funds. That's just naturally what happens. And I think people do need to be, do need to remember that value as a style will have its day again. I can't promise you it will be 2021. But on the announcement of the vaccine, 
we've seen a very sharp sharp rotation into value strategies and value stocks. Um, Some value stocks were up 30, 40% in one day and some value funds up 10% in a day. So I wouldn't certainly be all in one way or another, but I think there are investors now who are full of growth funds, whether they be global or or, or, or US or or single strategy tech. So I think... um, adding some value at this stage might be a sensible play. And perhaps again here you could mention a couple of value funds because it's not always obvious in a fund's name what kind of strategy the, the fund manager has. Absolutely. Uh, really good point. So I'll get a, I'll give a couple of examples. We'll start with a global fund. Uh, the other thing which we've seen in the pandemic is actually a lot of value managers either retiring or losing their jobs. So there are still some good value value oriented franchises out there. Um, one of the key ones for us is the Schroeder Global Recovery. Their value team runs multiple products across UK, Europe, and the globe. And the Global Recovery Fund is a sort of global flagship um, fund. For Asia, I'd look towards something like Invesco Asian. I wouldn't say that they were deep value. They they do try to find some some growing companies, but they're always very sensitive about valuations that 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 they would pay. And maybe nearer to home, the TM Crux UK Special Situations Fund. This is a fund with a, with a strong valuation focus, but also looking for out of favour growth companies. So they he likes growth companies, but he likes to buy them cheaply. And then there is a big um, it's a multi cap fund. But you know, two thirds of it in mid and small size companies. Which, again, if we favour those for the long term, buying some you know value opportunities in those areas. So not all all out value, but I think people should remember value and maybe add some value into a portfolio that I guess are now dominated by growth funds. And moving away from equities, would you rather invest in corporate bonds or government bonds? Well, if you had the um, rear view mirror from January to the middle of March, you wanted government bonds. And from the middle of March, you aggressively wanted to switch out into corporate or high yield bonds. Uh, Many managers in the fixed income space we spoke to at that time described it as the second opportunity to buy fixed income with real capital upside as well as income upside in the great market sell-off that we had, particularly in fixed income in March. Uh, like most assets, they've all rebounded and, and quite often strongly. But the simple answer to your question is definitely corporate bonds over government bonds because government bonds are yielding next to nothing. And in large parts of the world, they're actually yielding negative. And what that means is you're buying in a government bond for a pound and they're promising to give you back less not might give you back less depending on how the market moves. When that bond matures, you will get back less. And um, that's not an appealing investment to to me. So corporate bonds, definitely over government bonds, but a lot of the capital appreciation opportunity in fixed income has already played out in the second half of 2020. Um, Which uh, bond funds would you pick here, do you think? Yeah, broadly, I do want to be paid for taking some risk. So something like Bailey Gifford high yield bond. Um, so yes, they're buying 
sort of the lower quality bonds, but they're trying to buy the best of breed. You know, they're good, great stock pickers. They don't try to do anything too fancy, just find the best bonds in their asset class. And they've got an exceptional long-term track record. Uh, for a slightly lower risk fund, BlackRock Corporate Bond, um, run by Ben Edwards. Uh, again, another long-term track, good long-term track record. And, you know, he's very well-resourced, experienced manager. And again, we've talked about emerging markets a number of times. I think you need to be selective within emerging markets, but the M&G Emerging Market Bond Fund is a bond fund within itself that has the ability to invest in emerging market government and emerging market corporate companies, like individual company bonds, both in dollars, which is known as hard currency, and um, local currency bonds. And having done a number of sort of end of year um, roundups and market outlooks with fixed income managers, there's definitely a favor for local currency bonds. And the MNG Emerging Market Bond Fund has generally has around 30% of its fund in that. So I think that's really strong opportunity um, for 2021. And you've mentioned technology already, but I suppose the last question would be technology again, or do you think another sector is going to do better? Um, the structural drivers that have driven technology accelerated in 2020 by COVID look set to continue to be here. I always described um, we've been online shoppers in our house for a very long period of time. But we've gone from the occasional Amazon to the weekly Amazon to the now daily Amazon. Do I think behaviours will change and go back to pre-COVID behaviours? They'll change a bit. But I do think online shopping has now ingrained itself in, in our um, psyche. So I think that technology, whether it's um, chips in gaming, um, streaming services like Netflix, platforms like Zoom, all the five big technology companies with Microsoft being cloud and the working from home culture. I think those are, will definitely continue. But I also think that their stock prices have appreciated to presume they will continue. And I think some of those technology companies are very fully valued and need to continue to grow at these high growth rates to continue to stay at the current share price. So again, I wouldn't have none of, no technology in my portfolio, but if you're saying, what would I look to add today? Well, another thing I'm known for is being a bit of a gold bull. And I think a bit of gold in a portfolio has certainly been sensible for the last 18 months. So I'd like to have a little bit of gold Oil really had its depreciation and appreciation earlier this year. So, having gone from sort of the gold, sort of the oil futures actually went negative earlier this year. Um, but oil prices is already back to sort of fifty, sixty dollars. So I think you know the returns there are probably are probably done. Um, but commodities generally, I think, are interesting. We should have a an economic recovery from a low level because of COVID. Governments appear to be wanting to spend as well as central banks on infrastructure products. And all that should be positive for commodities. 
another boost for commodities and often overlooked are things like the structural move to electric vehicles. At the middle of your electric vehicle is a big battery, and at the big middle of a big battery is a commodities, um, lithium, copper, etc. So, you know, all these commodities need getting out of the ground. Uh, so, yeah, uh, again, an overlooked sector with oil having been very volatile this year. Gold's probably been the standout commodity in the last 18 months, but I'd still want to keep a little bit going forward. Well, thank you very much. We'll uh, catch up again this time next year and see what you've got right. Um, yes, I'm sure. I've probably got none of it right. But <laughs> you, you, you try to make sensible decisions based on the evidence you have. Clearly, 2020 saw the evidence totally change in a three to four week period. But I'd like to think you know, globally, we, 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 we can hopefully see off this vaccine and have some form of recovery both in our, our normal working lives, but also in, in the economy and, and potentially stock markets and investments. Thank you very much. And if you'd like to find out more about investing in 2021, visit funcalibur.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the Investing on the Go podcast. Please remember we've been discussing individual stocks to bring investing to life for you. It's not a recommendation to buy or to sell. The fund may or may not still hold these stocks at the time of your listening. <laughs>